0: I actually don't wanna learn about confidence and self-love from someone who it comes naturally to, someone who's never struggled with it, someone who's always been confident and secure in themselves. Because if someone has never struggled with either of those things, how are they supposed to help me, someone who has struggled, improve in those areas, right? Like we can't relate to each other and they haven't actually gone through the transformation that I want for myself. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 53 of the grind and be grateful podcast today we have a solo show it's just you and me for a conversation that has really been on my heart lately it's really been sticking around just like the stuffy nose and I've been getting a lot of messages comments questions etc lately along the lines of I wish I was as confident as you or how did you get so confident and as much as I I love that some women see me as a role model for confidence and self-love. I truly don't ever want to come off like I don't have my own struggles or that I didn't have to work to get to this place or that I don't sometimes take like 100 pictures before I find one that I deem acceptable for Instagram. Um, and I, I don't want it to seem like I didn't have to work my ass off to get to this place where I'm mostly confident and loving myself, but it truly is a daily practice and I definitely still have my fair share of insecurities, but at the same time, I'm at this place where I no longer let insecurity run my life and when it does pop up, I'm equipped to move through it and bounce back quickly and I feel a sense of freedom around it whereas in the past, my insecurities really felt kind of like prisons but like I said, it's an ongoing thing. I still do have insecurities so I wanted to really open my heart to you today and share them with you as well as give you actionable strategies to overcome your own unique insecurities so that you can feel that freedom as well and know that you are not alone and know that you are not doomed to always feel that way. It's absolutely not the case and you have options here, but you have to be willing to do the work. So that's what's going to go down in this episode. But before we get started, let's do the review of the week. This one is from Mandy K7 and she said, relatable and grateful. Five stars. I love Marie's podcast. She's young and down to earth. Marie makes me feel like it's okay to feel a certain way and that there's a way through it. How fitting for this episode, right? It's awesome to see such a young woman with an inspiring soul impacting so many through Instagram, podcasts, and coaching. You inspire me every day. Mandy, that is so, so sweet, so, so thoughtful, and could not be more on point for today's episode because I really do believe that it is okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to feel insecure. It's okay to feel stuck, it's okay to feel negative, any way you feel is okay. There's no wrong way to feel. But when you are feeling those negative emotions, there is a way to process them and be better from them. And so I think that's very fitting for today's episode. And it was really created with people like you in mind. So thank you so much, Mandy. I would love to show you my gratitude through a limited edition Grind and Be Grateful t-shirt. So if you are currently listening, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram at Marie E. Wold and tell me yourself and address so that I can send that out to you. But if you're listening right now and you're not Mandy K7, you can get a chance to be the review of the week and receive your own limited edition shirt by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. I know that you probably already always tell yourself, I'll do it next time, or it's not gonna matter, or she's not gonna read it. But I read every single one and they mean the absolute world to myself and my team. There's a whole village behind this show, and every single rating review helps support the work that we're doing and helps the show get out to new people. Getting new listeners and getting exposure in the podcast world is kind of like the Wild West, but the ratings and reviews really, really help us so so much. So if this podcast has helped you in any way, shape or form and had a positive impact on your life, that would be an amazing way for you to support us. This episode is brought to you by my totally free guide, What I Eat in a Day, My Stress-Free Strategy for Balanced Nutrition. This is a free ebook that I put together for you guys to show you how I pull off balanced nutrition without stressing and I share some of my favorite recipes. I show you how I choose meals that make me feel energized and satisfied, how I manage cravings and satisfy them without losing progress or going off the rails and how I create structure in my diet without adding stress so you can grab your free ebook at mariewold.com slash what I eat again that's m-a-r-i-e-w-o-l-d.com slash what I eat and it's totally free so grab yours now So before we get into my insecurities and me basically ripping my heart out and serving it to you on a silver platter, I really quickly want to talk about just what insecurities are, how they happen, and kind of just a brief background so that we're all on the same page. We've got an intro. And um, yeah, so first of all, insecurity is something that basically stems from past experiences where we either directly experienced, like it happened to us, or we witnessed negative beliefs about ourselves or others. So it can be something that directly happens to us, it can be something that happens to someone else that we witness, and it can either be about us or it can be about others. So there are kind of a lot of variables here, but it could also just be a one-time instance that really stuck with us, or it could also be a repeated thing that happened over and over again. But basically what happens in the end is that a belief gets internalized, a belief that was either told to you or you witness. It gets internalized within us and it becomes our own inner critic or our inner mean girl um, and it becomes an insecurity. So for example, I remember this one time in elementary school when a so-called friend of mine, said to me, you're not fat. You're just like a little chubby, like just in passing one comment. And I still, to this day, remember how inadequate and unworthy I felt in that moment. So that's an example of a one-time instance that can really stick with you, get internalized, and become an insecurity. Because down the road, I ended up always feeling like the bigger friend, even when objectively I was not. And note, there's nothing wrong with being the bigger friend whatsoever. In fact, sometimes I am the bigger friend now and I'm more confident than ever. So that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying through all of the conditioning I went through growing up, I really had to dismantle this belief that smaller is always better. And it all stemmed from that one comment that then I found more you know, evidence to back up along the way, it became a belief and then became an insecurity. So you can probably relate to having body image related securities. Most women can, and you can probably also relate to remembering like one comment or one moment that really was like a catalyst for insecurity, but repeated events can also stick with you. Like another body image example would be that Growing up, I would always go shopping with my mom and without fail, she would always criticize herself in the mirror in front of me. Like I would be in the fitting room with her or she would come out and she would pinch at her fat or make mean comments about herself and generally just be really critical about her body and would never really have anything like nice to say about herself. It would just be, um, you know, if, if something was Like to her satisfaction, to be like, oh, I guess this is okay, or like this makes me look all right. It was never something good, it was only neutral or bad. And so, probably hundreds of those experiences later, that was the only way I knew how to act in front of the mirror. And my inner mean girl just totally took over, and that was like her time to shine anytime I was in the mirror. And by the way, that is absolutely not to knock my mom. I absolutely love my mom, she is one of my best friends. It's just that she had never overcome her insecurities, or learn how to navigate that situation in a better, healthier, more loving way. So that's absolutely no knock to my mom whatsoever. But like I said, those experiences, whether one time or many times, get internalized and become something that we perpetuate for ourselves. So that leads to us thinking and believing things like, I'm too fat, or I'm too skinny, I'm a failure, I'm never going to be able to do XYZ, I'm so awkward, I'm so shy. I'm so annoying. I'm so loud. I'm going to end up alone or no one likes me or I'm not good or skinny or smart or talented enough. Um, Basically stemming around worthiness, enoughness, um, beauty, things like that. And that inner voice. And stemming from that inner voice that creates insecurity and it's not your truth, but it's a belief that you have. And our insecurities can even provoke self-sabotage because as much as they hurt and as much as our insecurities suck, they are become our comfort zone. They become our safety net. So the times when we're trying so hard to prove them wrong and are trying to break free of them will be the times where our inner critic will sound the loudest. It's like so counterintuitive, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like a defense mechanism that's trying to keep you small and safe. But it really is Just self sabotage. So, all of that is to say that our insecurities are learned, which means that they can be unlearned. That's the good news. And also that they are not the truth. They were just told to us in such a way that they became a belief when in reality they're just an opinion that someone once had. It doesn't have to be our truth. You guys know that I'm very open and honest about my struggles and my stories, but I don't think I've ever been this much of an open book about my personal insecurities as I'm about to be in this episode. It feels very, very vulnerable to me. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. It kind of feels like handing thousands of strangers rocks and then trusting them not to throw them at me, if that makes sense. like I feel like I'm giving you guys ammunition to hurt me but I have to trust that you're not going to hurt me with, with these, with this ammunition, right? So just know this is, this is very much scary for me. This is very much vulnerable for me. And even admitting that it's scary and vulnerable for me is scary and vulnerable. So, you're never alone in how you're feeling and I know that you guys probably would feel the same way if you were in my position and I also very much debated doing this episode because you guys know I'm always talking about confidence and self-love and all that stuff and some people see me as a role model in that space but the truth is that even confident people who love themselves struggle with insecurity and finding true confidence doesn't mean that you're immune to insecurity it just means that when you are feeling insecure you have The tools and the practice to move through it and then bounce back more quickly so that it doesn't hold you back from living your best life. It's that like freedom versus prison thing that I was talking about before. And when I sat with that more and dug into that limiting belief more of like who, like if I talk about this, then people won't see me as you know an expert in this or whatever. But when I dug into that belief, I realized that personally. I actually don't want to learn about confidence and self-love from someone who it comes naturally to, someone who's never struggled with it, someone who's always been confident and secure in themselves, because if someone has never struggled with either of those things, how are they supposed to help me, someone who has struggled, improve in those areas, right? Like We can't relate to each other, and they haven't actually gone through the transformation that I want for myself. So. Those were the thoughts, those are the feelings that came up to me when I thought about doing this episode, when I was writing my outline, that sort of stuff. So here we are doing an episode that scares the absolute shit out of me, but I know it has the potential to help thousands of women, so I chose to show up today and we're going to do it. So deep breaths, my friends. This will be a doozy, but we are just going to jump right in with my first insecurity which is my personality. And mainly, it's not like my personality as a whole. It's not that I don't think I have a good personality or I don't like my personality whatsoever, but I am insecure about aspects of it. So the main one would be my introvertedness and my social anxiety that's related to that. And you might be surprised to hear that I'm an introvert or that I struggle in social situations when I literally put myself out there for thousands of people to see and hear on the internet every single day. But for some reason putting yourself out there on the internet feels a lot safer than putting yourself out there in real life probably because it's selective you can kind of choose what angle you want people to view you at choose what lens you want them to view you through um, and you can leave at any time whereas you know a real life social situation is not quite so controlled you're not in control and it's not as like finite as you know turning on or turning off social media. And for me, this insecurity is triggered when I am in especially like group settings where I don't know people um, or when I just am in a new situation where I, I don't have any practice in that situation. I don't have my bearings. I don't have anyone to like be my anchor there. So for example, I was at an event last week in Dallas and I didn't know a single soul there. There were people who I'd conversed with over email in the past, but had never met there and they were very busy. So I really didn't know anyone at this event. It was a new city. Um, it was, you know, a group of like influencers and bloggers who were very dressed up. They all looked incredibly beautiful. And it seemed like everyone knew each other <laughs> except for me. And I walked in and uh, immediately I was in my own head. And that inner critic voice started saying like, oh, you should, you should, you should probably leave. Like, this is so awkward. This is embarrassing. You don't know anyone. Um, you look so weird, like standing in the corner like this, or you look so weird, like staring at everyone or like just get in a line, just, just find something to keep busy. So no one notices that you're alone. Um, I just started like having all of these thoughts, these insecure thoughts in my head. Um, and it was, I I literally broke into like anxiety sweat. I was chest breathing. I just felt hot all over. I was so uncomfortable and so insecure in that setting. Um, And yeah, so that's, that's an element of my personality that I'm insecure about is like I'm introverted and I don't feel comfortable jumping in and like being social in a setting like that. And I also used to really hate talking on the phone, even like making appointments or getting a dinner reservation. That's something I'm insecure about. And it's getting better though. Like I still have a ton of resistance about around it, but it's getting better. And I think the podcast has actually helped me a ton because basically I have to lead hour-long phone calls on a weekly basis. So that definitely helps. And um, that part of my personality, my introvertedness, my like shyness around new people is definitely not wrong, but I do judge myself for it because it makes me uncomfortable. And then I also judge myself for judging myself because I know judgment isn't productive, so it's like this big struggle spiral of just anxiety sweat, basically. Another aspect of my personality that I experience insecurity around is that I feel like I can come off as very serious and I worry that people think that I'm boring. (laughs) I've even gotten a podcast review that said I was monotone, So, but I also get other reviews that say I'm very soothing and nice to listen to and I have a great voice. So, you know, you can't win them all. That's just like proof that insecurities are simply opinions and not facts, But in reality, if you really know me, you know that I really do have a sense of humor, but it's quite dry and not everyone picks up on it. And it takes me a bit to really open up and show that sillier side to people. So being serious and smart and on top of things and in control is like my first outer layer that people see because it's strong and it's protective, right? But once you get past that point, like I promise I'm fun, okay? Like pinky swear, I'm fun. (laughs) But this aspect of me has become more of an insecure actually like later on in life as my social media has grown because I realized that most of the people who are making it and are quote unquote successful in this space are very bubbly and energetic and just like a very different personality and that's just not my natural habitat like that would feel very forced for me so I've had to learn to be okay with it and like own it instead of letting that insecurity hold me back from doing things that are important to me. So for example, I refuse to let insecurity hold me back from going to that event. I'm proud of myself for even being there. And I also refuse to let it hold me back from talking to people. After a while, you know, I got warmed up. I talked to a couple of people. While I was like standing in line to get my nails done. It was like an event with a bunch of different activities and stuff. And I was just like really open and honest with people. I was like, yeah, I feel kind of nervous because I came here alone. Like that was basically how I opened all of my conversations. (laughs) And people were so nice, you know? Like I just had to own the insecurity and move through it. Um, And we'll talk more about that later on in the episode. But we're gonna go into my second biggest insecurity. These aren't actually in order, but my two out of three big insecurities is my. Hey, hey, I hate to interrupt, but maybe you've been wondering this because two of the biggest questions I receive are, how do you have so much energy and confidence every day? And what does your diet look like on a daily basis? And the first one is definitely a huge compliment and definitely makes sense for this episode. It's a huge victory for me and something that just makes my day when I hear that because it hasn't always been that way. I haven't always been energetic nor confident, but... Both of those, the diet question and the confidence question, are actually related to each other because my nutrition and taking good care of myself that way is a huge factor in my energy and confidence with how I show up in the world. I am a huge believer that good nutrition is foundational self-care, and I'm also a big believer that eating right doesn't have to be boring, restrictive, or stressful, like I love my go-to meals and I eat dessert every single day. Not even kidding. Like chocolate is somewhere on the menu every single day. And while that sounds great, I also understand that nutrition can be such a source of confusion. It's something I struggled with for years and it's really easy to overcomplicate it and just stress about it and that doesn't do anyone any good. So I decided that the best way to communicate the way that I eat and how I pull off balanced nutrition without stressing is to just show you. So I'm sharing a free download with you guys called What I Eat in a Day, My Stress-Free Strategy for Balanced Nutrition. All you have to do to grab your copy for free is to go to mariewold.com slash what I eat, M-A-R-I-E, Wold.com slash what I eat and in that ebook I will show you what a real life full day of eating looks like for me and you'll also learn how to choose meals that will make you feel energized and satisfied my personal favorite resource for healthy recipes how to simplify nutrition timing to fit your schedule my go-to strategy for managing cravings and staying on track and how to create structure in your diet without adding stress there's so much good value packed into this little ebook so grab your free copy right now unless you're driving then grab it later but head to mariewold.com slash what I eat m-a-r-i-e-w-o-l-d.com slash what I eat and we'll get back into today's episode Two out of three big insecurities is my face. And many of you listening have been with me for years and you already know this, but many of you are newer. Um, basically, I have a extremely rare autoimmune disease that causes my own tissue to attack itself and leads to indentations of the bone and the muscle and leaves like thick dense discolored scar tissue on top that sounds really vague but the kind that I have is called linear scleroderma and kudasabra and it essentially started causing disfigurement of my head and my face when I was little um it's this whole story if you go back to like the first episode of the podcast I'm pretty sure I talked a lot more about this um about like my insecurities and my story there but basically I have a large dip on the top of my head like it makes it very easy to balance a book on the top of my head because it basically makes my head flat and the disease went from the top of my head all the way down my face starting at my forehead going down my nose the side of my nose and ending um, on one of the sides of my jaw and basically it left indentations discoloring it left like my skin a different texture and it basically growing up looked like I had this giant bruise and like a dent in my face basically (laughs) so I have since had a couple of reconstructive surgeries to like lessen the appearance of it but it's still definitely noticeable to me especially if I'm not wearing makeup and that's something that I'm still very much insecure about at times even though it's improved a ton and that insecurity totally stems from being bullied a lot for it growing up, getting really mean comments, being called really rude names, getting told from like teachers, like insisting that I have dirt on my face and I tell them, no, I don't. And they say, yes, I do. And I say, no, I don't. It's a disease. Shut up, lady. (laughs) And then they feel sorry. Um, Literally being asked by complete strangers, like what happened to your face? Like that sort of thing happened to me all the time growing up. And that combined with seeing nonstop perfection in the media, Media of women with perfect skin, perfectly symmetrical faces, all of that stuff. Um, And since this condition is very rare, I, I obviously don't feel represented in the media, which is hard. And so that has led to really large insecurity. And I have Really worked through that so, so much, but I'm still not necessarily in a place where I would show up on social media without makeup on or without covering it up, unless it was like really good lighting or I had a filter on or something like that. And so that's an area of insecurity where, like, my personality and my next thing that I'm insecure about, I feel really good about where I'm at and I have moved through it so, so much and it's improved so, so much. But this one is one that's very much still a work in progress. And I feel like now I I need to push myself out of my comfort zone and start challenging that insecurity and showing myself that it is safe to show up without makeup on or show up and tell people about this side of my story because I don't talk about it a lot. And a lot of people have no idea until I have a rare piece of content like this that talks about it. So um, that is my second insecurity. And my third one is my body. And I'm pretty sure... 95% 95% of women can relate to having insecurities about their bodies. Like maybe it's about different features or specific areas, but by. Body- Body image, um, that can kind of change. But body image is such a common struggle for most women, I would say. And for me, personally, I can get insecure about my naturally curvier, thicker body type. I feel insecurity around my cellulite sometimes. I feel insecurity sometimes about where I hold my fat. Like I hold it in my upper arms and my legs. But for other women, their insecurity about their body might be that they feel too thin or not curvy enough or that they're too t- too tall or too short or they have acne or stretch marks or like literally anything and I think that when it comes to body image insecurities I think it's so important to remember um, that we all feel it around different things like all women of all shapes and sizes feel insecure and it's not because all of our bodies are wrong it's not like we all have bodies that are the wrong way you know like probably 90 plus percent of women feel insecure and we're not all wrong we're not all the like the wrong body type or the wrong shape or the wrong size or the wrong height or the wrong color like that's not a thing it's literally a lie that got made up and fed to us somewhere along the way that made us believe that the way our body looks is wrong or unattractive or not desirable or whatever it might be and um, I'm with you there like I have insecurity around my cellulite around my arms around um, my natural like thicker athletic body type there are so many things that I could list like the way my toes are really knobby and bony and they look kind of weird or I don't know I don't I don't need to elaborate like you guys feel me I think most of you probably feel me about having some sort of insecurity um and It's just so important to call it out and understand that like it's it's a lie that got made up and fed to us somewhere along the way. And that's one of the most important steps for overcoming insecurity. So now we're going to move into kind of the actionable takeaway of this episode and like the strategies for overcoming these insecurities, because like I said in the beginning, like. They have lost so much of their power over me at this point and it feels so freeing and so, so amazing. But I don't doubt that new insecurities will try to pop up into my life and I don't doubt that this will be an ongoing work in progress for most of my life. I think that that's very normal and I think that as humans, like it's just our natural tendency to... Um, to feel insecure and fall into comparison and take other people's opinions to heart. But we can fight the good fight and there are things that we can do to overcome those insecurities and hashtag live our best lives. Um, But before I jump into this like mini training about overcoming them, I do want to say I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, you know, any sort of licensed professional in those areas. Um, I certainly help women around these things. But if you feel like you are struggling with like body dysmorphia or eating disorders or depression or anything like that, please seek professional licensed help in those areas a lot of these strategies are things I have um, gotten from my personal therapist and have gotten from you know books by psychologists and things like that but I'm not personally a licensed professional so please do seek help if you need it I definitely encourage that and there's absolutely zero shame in that in fact I have an episode um, episode I think 48 that's with my personal therapist. So I certainly encourage you to seek help if you want help beyond what I'm offering today. But yeah, just quick disclaimer, let's jump into the strategies. (laughs) I wanna give you guys four steps for overcoming insecurities. And the first one is going to be call out your insecurities. Like when you're in your head and feeling really insecure about something, I want you to literally think to yourself, I am feeling insecure about blank and I feel it in my blank. My therapist, again, taught me this, and it really helps you get out of your head in that, like, insecurity-shame spiral and get back into your body and just Back into the present. Um, again, episode 48 to meet my therapist. But when you call out what you're feeling and where you're feeling it, you gain clarity over it and you can start working on it. So, in my example from Dallas last week at the, that event, I said to myself, I'm feeling really insecure about being here alone and feeling awkward. And I feel it in my chest. I feel tightness in my chest. I was chest breathing. And I was also sweating profusely. So I guess I felt it in my armpits too. But basically, you want to say, I'm feeling insecure about blank. I feel it in my blank somewhere in your body. And really call out and just identify your insecurities and give them a name. Because once you name something, you can start working through it and processing it. But if it remains nameless and you just try to avoid it and run away from it, it actually builds power over you. So from there, you will go into number two, which is to identify the inner critic. So remembering that your insecurities or the words of your inner critic are not your truth. That is so important. They are lies that you were told either strongly enough one time or enough times that you internalize them and made them your truth. You believe them to be your truth, but they're not. So when you're in your head and that inner critic is speaking up, you have to recognize it for what it is and and separate you and your truth from your inner critic. I like to personally literally visualize my inner critic as a separate entity from me. Like there's me, and then there's my inner critic who is outside of me. And you can picture it as whatever you want. You can picture it as an inner mean girl. Like she could look like Regina George if you wanted to, or like the little cartoon version of Lizzie McGuire that would always pop in as commentary. Um, or you could picture it as like an iMessage thread with the inner critic as the other person and they're sending you messages. Or it could be like the little devil on your shoulder trying to get you down. Literally, whatever visualization resonates with you is what is going to work. And it really, really helps me separate from the inner critic and get my power back where I can decide who I am and who I'm not because I am separate from those thoughts. I'm I'm realizing that those are not coming from me. They're coming from this belief pattern that is being perpetuated by my inner critic. Then we go to number three, which is to stand up to the inner critic. And I like to always balance out those negative thoughts and beliefs with something that is supportive, but also feels true about the situation. I don't want to like lie to myself and say stuff that feels fake because you're not dumb, like you know when you're lying to yourself, right? So you wanted to be supportive but also feel true. So again, in the Dallas example, I could tell myself, I'm so proud of myself for coming to this event anyway. I will probably take a little bit of time to settle in, but there's nothing wrong with that. And once I talk to someone new, this will feel easier. So I acknowledged something that I was proud of. So I found a positive in the situation. And I also gave myself an encouraging step of once I talk to someone new, this will feel easier. And that lifted so much pressure off myself and gave me a game plan. And that simple little chat made my inner critic like shrink back and lose its power. It's kind of like in Harry Potter when a dementor is like coming trying to steal someone's soul and they do expecto patronum, you know? You know? Any other Harry Potter nerds out there? If you're like me, you're probably a Harry Potter nerd. Um it's very similar to that. I feel like when you are standing up to the inner critic, you are fighting back, you are reestablishing what your truth is truly is instead of just letting them run the show. And then number 4 is to practice new beliefs because again, your current insecure beliefs, they were built over time, they were learned somewhere because they're not true, but through repeated exposure or through a strong enough experience they became a belief, which means you can also unlearn them. So, creating new beliefs to replace the old will take time. I mean, Again, you didn't become insecure overnight, right? So be patient with yourself, but be diligent. Like feed your mind with positive, supportive thoughts and do it daily. That's why it's called practice because you have to like lather, rinse, repeat with these new beliefs all the time every day, and you truly have to continue showing up, and I like to personally incorporate affirmations into my morning journal routine. I like to use affirmations when the actual insecurity pops up. Um, It could be throughout the day. It could be in, you know, those moments of insecure panic, whatever it is, but I like to use affirmations personally. Remember that affirmations are done in the present tense and are a statement like, I am blank, or I feel blank and it could be like if I'm currently feeling insecure about my body it could be I am strong and feel healthy in my body or I am confident in my body and everything that it does for me or I feel secure and happy and healthy in my body any of those affirmations that bring more um, positive energy and bring you closer to the truth that you want to be living And that is step four. Again, the four steps are number one, call out your insecurities and identify them as such, remembering what an insecurity is. It's a lie. It's a limiting belief. Number two, identify the inner critic and separate them from yourself Number three, stand up to the inner critic. And number four, practice new beliefs until they become true. My biggest insecurities, again, are things that I have worked on for years and years to overcome and free myself from, and it's still an ongoing process. So please be patient with yourself. Please be kind with yourself during this process and keep showing up, most importantly, because life feels so much lighter and so much brighter when you aren't letting insecurities steal your shine anymore. And with that, I just took a deep breath because that felt pretty heavy. I'm not going to lie, just sharing my deepest, darkest insecurities with you guys. But I sincerely hope that this was helpful and healing for you in some way. If it was, I would absolutely love to see you share this episode with someone you care about either directly or on Instagram stories because if it helped you in any way, it probably has the power to help others too. If you share it on Instagram stories, be sure to tag me. My handle is Marie E. Wold, M-A-R-I-E. E W O L D. And this show is at grind and be grateful podcast. Please tag us so that we can show you some love in return. Again, I am so, so grateful that you tuned in today and I will talk to you again soon until next time grind and be grateful, my friends. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or view on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.